All right. Those are just some of the comments that you've been making on the uh, last conversation with her, we've had. As you've heard, there really uh, mixed views on what the best way to respond. The reality is that the the protests are con- are continuing, and we have to find a way of finding some kind of resolution that um, accommodates not just those who are the most vulnerable. But even those who continue to be in many ways excluded from accessing higher education and institutions of higher education. So like I said, in a moment, we'll be speaking about the Kabeha name change. And um, yeah, we'll be getting different uh, co- uh, different guests to weigh in on this name change. Um, I think it's a conversation that you're going to enjoy. Before we do that, though, like I said earlier, what is in a name? Maya Angelo, uh, who is a fave, has weighed in on this issue before. Languages. When human beings speak, I just listen. And I say, how did you say that? There's a wonderful language in South Africa called Chosa. It has three sounds on it that are non-formed. So they say, it's a beautiful language. And I know people who say, oh, I could never speak that. Wait a minute, human beings speak it. Wait a minute. And you are a human being. So no complaining about how do we pronounce those names? How do we say that? It was actually such a a, a weird thing to see South Africans say because we live in a country where we have 11, 12 official languages. Uh, so, of course, we, we learn every day uh, to pronounce words that we've never said before and to get it right, at least by by hook or by crook. Uh, And this past weekend, the Koi community and other interest groups held gatherings since Friday up to yesterday, which is Sunday, embracing the new name Gabecha. They've also written a letter to the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs expressing their unhappiness with the mayor of the Nelson Mandé municipality, who is not happy with the name. Joining us for this conversation, Christian Martin. He is a Koi activist. And we'll also be joined by Professor Bani Pichiana, who is a Professor Emeritus of Law at the University of South Africa. And he also has very strong views on this issue. Christian, let me begin with you. Tell me about these gatherings that you've been holding over the past weekend. Why was it important for you to make your statement statement in terms of embracing this name? Uh, yes, um, thank you, Kathy, and uh, thank you to the listeners. Kathy, for me and for us as a collective, the importance of this is, is that uh, we believe there was a process that has been followed. We went into bad weather, I will never forget during that time, following government democratic processes. Now, it is unfair that people that have deep pockets that can take you to court and those with resources like computers and and, and laptops that can compile petitions against poor people like ourselves. You understand? So, therefore, we felt that, no, the processes were followed. We celebrate this name. So, going out into the community is, on the one hand, these people are having an international, as far as I'm concerned, referendum. Mm-hmm. Like the old days when they decided that we must vote or we part from part of South Africa. This was his petition is the same thing as a referendum like then to decide whether we must get new names and whether we must not get new names. So for us, we are celebrating this name 
And this is because proper processes was followed. Christian, talk to me about this name and what it means and what it signifies. Um, there's a few schools of thought on the name. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put it this way. As, um, uh, 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 what we have done is we try to do research from our side, which I believe the mayor should have done from his side. You see, in the Kabeja area during the 1800s, when there were many Kosa staying in the area, obviously we were also staying there as the Khoi and the San people. So what happened here is the, the, the one um, thought, uh, school thought is that there was a specific tree there, Unkeba, 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 from which we believe that this Kabeja derives from. Unkeba, if you look at indigenous, um, native people, they attach value to natural things. Mm-hmm. Like this tree have given them the handle of the asagai. It gave them fuel, good fuel um, for fire, firewood. Mm-hmm. It also gave them, like for instance, a walking stick because it's a strong tree. Um, so they made walking sticks out of it. The other one, if you were poisoned, you know, most these things happen during the days, even today. If you were poisoned somehow, you drink the root. You scrape the root and you drink the powder of that root so that you can induce vomiting. Mm. So if you take that kebe, kebe, ne, the tree, mm. and you make it kebe, like the kebeha, the ha, you can go in all in this whole eastern Cape I can give you now 15, let's say 10 to 15 names. Now, I have it. You know of rivers that ends with ha, R-A, R-H-A. But it, it just refers to plenty of water, abundance of water. So for us, the meaning of Tabeja, um, as for the some school thoughts, is that Tabeja means the place, referring to the water, the place of Tabeja, Teba tree, where there's plenty of water. So that is one school of thought that we can go to. But the others is, you get Nuha. Yeah, by us, the refers to groundwater. And so you can go on, Nanacha. And there's a lot of these names, Kathy, that mm-hmm. ends with Kha, that are actually just saying that there was a lot of water around during that time, mm-hmm. you know. So, and and, yeah. and, and do, do you know about where the name actually originated from? So um, given the fact that, as you're saying, there isn't really consensus on what it means, who came up with it? Who suggested it before the council? Oh, that's a good point. You see, um, part of the processes um, that is very important for me, part of the processes followed, um, there was a young man called Max Lamani. Mm. Now, Max Lamani is the one that actually proposed this name. You, you understand? And what is important here is, is that some people somehow that were not part of the processes are now coming to say in hindsight that no, this is not a good name, this name is this and all the other and could not be pronounced. But for us, we went to the halls. We took our feet and went to the halls to make our proposals. That's what poor people are doing. Uh, and that is for me the long and short is, is that you can't sit in your comfort and wait until the process is finished mm. because you can petition it. doesn't work that way. Mm. For me, it boils down to this thing of it's a referendum with a different name. And we were exposed to referendums before our democracy where people had to decide, rich people had to decide, those that can again, it can't happen 
this time around, Kathy. No, it can't. Martin, we're going to continue with you in a moment. Let me welcome to the conversation Professor Bani Pichiana, who is a Professor Emeritus of Law at the University of South Africa. Uh, Professor Bikjan, perhaps your own uh, understanding of Kabeha, the name, do you have a, a, a meaning around it? What, 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 what is some of your research telling you? Good morning, Prof. All right. We seem to be having difficulties with that line. So we'll certainly try and get a hold of the professor again uh, so that we can hear his own contributions. And he's got some strong comments in terms of the name changes generally that need to take place in Port Elizabeth. Uh, the numbers to use for this conversation, 011-714-2006. That's the number to use to get in touch with us. The SMS line is 41391 on WhatsApp at zero. 614-104-107 and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio the hashtag there is SAFM Talking Point. Christian do you believe that the community would have been more welcoming of this name if they had known about it because we can't run away from the fact that after the announcement was was made a lot of people were surprised they were like but where does this name come from? There's nobody that mm-hmm. can cert- suddenly claim that they were so surprised and everything. Kathy, South Africans take certain things for granted. Mm-hmm. And these are one of those things, if we are honest. You see, people just think things that will go their way. You understand? Remember, Kathy, also that name changes started with, I think, President Nelson Mandela's time, where Grooteskir, the place where he used to stay, was, uh, was changed over to Tainese and all those type of things. So name changes is a, a strange phenomenon. Secondly, you go now on the internet, Kathy, you download um, National Geographic name changes. You get a form there, you fill it in, and then you send it in. It's there. You know, if poor people in our areas could have done that, Kathy, and the other thing which is important, you will never satisfy everybody. This is earth. You will never satisfy everybody. Mm-hmm. In the city hall, because most of these people, to be very frank and honest with you, are coming from the central part of Port Elizabeth. So the city hall was full to capacity with all flavors, colors, and religions was there when we started the name Port Elizabeth. Then we moved to, Ma- to Motherwell Raymond Mslava Sports um, uh, Center. It, there was people there from the township. We moved to the northern Eschetti Community Center. What makes it worse, Kathy, listen to this one. Okay. Now the mayor comes out guns blazing, but the city hall was full of DA. In the regalia, Bruce, is it because I address him to say, guys, don't come and make politics out of this thing. Rado Kaiser was there. We are go- <laughs> Christian, we're going to continue with the conversation. It's just after 11.30. Let me go to news headlines. I believe that we have uh, Professor Pichana back on the line. We will also uh, have him be part of this conversation. Utsile. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. So we'll tell you what's coming up on the updated noon in a moment. For now, we're com- continuing our conversation on the name change in Port Elizabeth to Kebeha. We've been joined by Christian Martin, who is a Khoi activist, and he's been telling us about um, the gatherings that they've been holding from Friday right through the entire weekend, saying that they are embracing the new name Kebeha. Part of this conversation, Professor Bani Bijana, he's a professor emeritus of law at 
at the University of South Africa. Prof, I certainly hope you can hear me this time around. Kathy, yes, I hear you. Ah. I'm sorry about the disturbances. <laughs> That's because I'm not at home. I'm on the road. No, no problem. I'm glad that we could finally get something that works. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was asking earlier is in terms of the name, Christian has given us his own understanding of what Kabecha actually means. Um, do you have any understanding of, of, of the meaning of this name? I, I, I don't. Mm. Uh, except that it's a historic name that actually has always been in use uh, in PE. I come from Port Elizabeth, where I was born, mm. and I went to school there. So actually, it is a name that was there. Think about Tosa language. One must always understand that Tosa is borrowed from and mixed with Khoi and the Sun languages. That's where you get the clicks from. Mm. The second thing you know about the Tosa language, the Tosa language is very much about sound. Uh, uh, it's called onomatopoeia. It's sound. It, the sound actually carries meaning, mm. what is intended. Not everything uh, uh, is meaning in terms of what it's, it, it was before. Tosa language is language that actually is coined from a variety of forces and sounds and and histories and cultures. All I wanted to say is that the name Kabecha should not be strange to the people of the place that the colonial is called Port Elizabeth. Because it is in fact the the name that was used by the originators and the original residents and settlers of there that comes out of the coming together of Tosa people and Khoi and the San people coming together at that time in the in the 19th century mm. so so for me this the, the the important thing is that it is not acceptable that it be suggested that we must stay with port elizabeth that is offensive that is an insult we the name has to change change to what becomes the big debate Kabeha for me is such a historic and common meaning uh, a name that was used to the river that runs through uh, uh, the city, out of which the original communities actually settled and congregated mm. in the original time. You can see it even today. Now, it's called Bakan's River, but in fact, originally is Tabeha. Uh, in the consciousness of the people of PE, as I said, I was brought up there, um, the, the singing uh, around Kabecha and the choirs that were singing, the, the songs Kabecha, uh, warmer township was always called Kabecha in the African languages. The name is just not new. It was there. So, so and, then and, the, and these suggestions... It, it is evocative. Mm. All I wanted to say, this mm. is my last point. Mm. The name is evocative of the people of the area as a place of encounter and a place of conflict and as a place of accommodation. That is where all of these people converged. The Khoi, the San, the Tosa, the Trebois, the missionaries converged in that area. And that name speaks to that conversion, mm. uh, uh, convergence of the people of what is what later became known Algoa Bay, and later on it became uh, Port Elizabeth. So then, Professor, the, the, the suggestion that this name came out of nowhere, is that disingenuous? Not true. Mm. Totally. Those, those people who say that don't come from Port Elizabeth. If you ask any genuine, legitimate, 
born person in a place called Portlaoise mm. like me I'll tell you that Kabeha I was brought up with the name Kabeha for the river for Warmer Township it's not new You also Port Elizabeth, think, sure, sure, uh, Port Elizabeth came out from nowhere you can't even begin to defend Port Elizabeth mm-hmm. you can't even in my view defend um calling that city uh, Mandela Bay for my money you could just as well call that city Bethel's Dock because that's where the missionaries uh from the camp set up his station right at the beginning and it became a place of refuge and of asylum for for Khoi and the San people who were being uh uh, uh, uh disabused by the colonialists mm. and the Dutch so if you don't call it Kabeha then please don't call it Mandela Bay don't call it Port Elizabeth the, for me the best other name you can have is Bethel stop when you look at this debate that is taking place and for people some who believe that the name should just stay as it is um, oh no oh god forbid mm, mm. <laughs> why do you want that change to happen so much because it i want the change to happen because the thing about a change it must evoke uh speak to your history speak to your culture evoke feelings of belonging and pride and being part of that so so i really do believe uh that there is a need right now for a change a turnover a, a sense of belonging mm. and ownership of the place that the large majority of the people of that place don't have notwithstanding 2025 years uh, of a democracy and constitutional uh, regime notwithstanding the fact that the city is called Nelson Mandela Bay municipality that is not good enough mm. because Nelson Mandela Bay to Nelson Mandela had no connection with that city at all never lived there never practiced there had I'm almost sure he never even went on holiday to that place <laughs> <laughs> professor Bani Pichan is a professor emeritus of law at the University of South Africa. Christian Martin is a Khoi activist. We're talking about the name change to, of Port Elizabeth to Kabeha. And you can hear the side from both men strongly advocating for the name to uh, be what it is, despite the petition for it to be changed. Let me go to Barry. Barry, you're calling us from Kabeha. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to Prof. Uh, Pitiana and good morning, good morning to Christian Martin. And Kathy, morning, thank you for a wonderful show again. And yes, it's Kadeha Berry, and we are proud of that name. And as the Prof put it, you know, it's actually, it's ludicrous. It's beyond imagination to think that you could continue to live in a city named after someone who has never set foot in this place. You know, and we are not even talking about a... a, a, a the Victoria or an Elizabeth that was the king of queen, queen or, or, or ruler of the realm of the empire that dominated this this region. But somebody came here for less than a year. He took the place. He came here to act as a governor for less than a year and he imposed this name on the city. And it has stayed. You know, you travel through to go to Durban, to Itaquani. You go elsewhere in the country and you will ride on a highway named after someone you know, you will have uh, uh, um, Samora Michelle Highway. You will have 
a, a, a changed name in a street, in a wall that has been there for 200 years. In PE, you will ask the question, but after all this time, we still have not been able to reflect the change that has come uh, after 1994. We are still, we have not been able to change some of the names in the city. Why? And I come back, I just want to make this point, Kathy, that Christian made a point that is so true. People in the city and elsewhere who have a problem with the name changes mm. simply ignored the process. They took it for granted because after 30 years in this country, there is an arrogance that has settled in with, with those who have benefited from colonial, colonialism and settler colonialism in this country. It is so normal to them that it is unquestionable. It is so normal to them that we as black people, the descendants of the Khoi and Amakosa, who have fought, a hundred years of colonial war in this area, this very region, 200 uh, diameter, 200 square kilometer diameter, was the focal point of the British Empire mm. uh, during those hundred years. You know, it actually created South Africa that we know today. And yet people are, can sit so ensconced in this legacy that when the process is underway nationally and in the city for two years, for two years, no one says anything. That now that it has come and it has happened, the whole world, the sky is going to fall from the ground all of a sudden, and we must object. The one other point I would like to make, Kathy, is that the mayor is, is really, uh, it is obvious to us that he's playing to his political masters. I don't, I mean, I'm not bearing, I'm not taking a partisan position on this at all. Mm. The point is, most of the people who, who are back, who he seeks to, the voices he wants to rally around his critique and his campaign now, actually are actually those who don't want to see this name change at all. And so the point we need to ask is, everybody's talking about Kadeha is the problem. Where is that interrogation about? What was the logic? How do we live for 200 years under the name of somebody who simply was just imposed on this place? The mm -hmm. person never even set foot in the city, let alone on the continent of Africa. All right, so we are so, so thank you, Cathy, and mm -hmm. thank you to Prof. And remember... We are proud here in Kabeha of that name, Kabeha. Not Ebai. You, you don't want it to be called Ebai. <laughs> All right, Perry. Uh, Fada in, in the Northern Cape, good morning. Good morning, Kat. Good morning to your guest. Mm. Um, I'm going to speak as an outsider and somebody's from Johannesburg, right? Mm. Um, and, and I think I'm not against the name change because I think uh, Port Elizabeth has a colonial annotation to it. Um, I think the confusion around um, the acceptance of the name, uh, people are always, always going to be um, not easy with change. But Prof explained it nicely. My, my, my question is, it's just clarity. You know, it's, it's a beautiful name. Kabeha has a beautiful name for a city. Mm. But it's for us to understand and accept, okay, this is the origin of the name. I mean, uh, the, the gentleman from, that spoke first, he... He gave three different uh, explanations for, for the origin of the name, and, and that's what causes confusion, and, and the prop explained it beautifully. Mm. Um, so I think it's more of getting people to understand where it came from. And, and you, asked, you asked the gentleman uh, the ideal question, where did it start? Who suggested the name? That's the kind of things that need to be communicated openly to the public for better acceptance and understanding. I think the problem in South Africa is acceptance and understanding. All right. Fada, thanks for that call. Bandile in Orlando West. Good morning. Ah, morning, Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Yes. What it confuses me? Why is it the Khoisan? Their names and surnames are in Africa. Why is not their names and surnames in Khoisan? 
language. Why is it Africans? Their name, their name is Africans. Their name, Africans. There's no name in Kwe language or surname in Kwe language. Bandile, I don't understand the point that you're raising. Say it again, because there's, I don't know if you're out in traffic, but there's a lot of disturbance behind. I'm a Zulu. My uh, name is Bandile Shangas. That's my surname, Shangas. The name is Bandile. It's not English. It's not Africans. But uh, with the Koi, all of them, the, all the Koi people that I've met, they've got Africans' name and the uh, Africans' name. Why is it so? There, there is no name in Koi, Koi language or surname in the Koi language. Okay, all right, Bandile. I'll get my guest to respond to your question. Unfortunately, we also can't hear you clearly, so it's a bit problematic. Cyril, if you can keep it short for me, I'd really appreciate it. And then I'll give uh, our guest an opportunity to weigh in on the comments you've been making. Okay, thank you, Kathy. And I see this uh, name changes for the second time in the SAFM. Mine, mine is very short. I got nothing against name change, but the timing. You know, in COVID, the country is in a state, and we all know that. But uh, what I wanted to ask Christian Martin, I did ask this question last time, and uh, the previous caller just uh, emphasized that, or linked you to it. Uh, the airport was changed to Dava Stierman, which I said is Afrikaans. So, yes, this name change uh, is baffling me a little bit. But moreover, what is important to the people of South Africa? The land issue needs to be addressed. Now, are we going to start with the land issue on also in the middle? Because these name changes when you hear, you hear about the cost and the call. Yes, we understand that. And but it started from 1800. Let's go back to the, the beginning. I will leave you with that. All Thank right. You. All right, Cyril. Thanks for that call. Uh, so, Professor Pichana, let me begin with you. We'll let you go afterwards. And then uh, Christian Martin will have the final say. Thank you. You know what I want to say, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. Katie, are you yes, with me? yes, I'm still here. Yeah. What I want to say is that um, symbolism is very important in nation building. Symbols have meaning. They have got meaning more than uh, uh, themselves. So the symbolism is critical at this time. Uh, I'm not going to go back and ask questions why it wasn't done before. Mm. It is important at this time because... 35 years on, we cannot continue to live in the way we have. But also, beyond symbolism, it's also ritual, ritualistic. That actually marks a, a turning point. If you see, it's about, it's about going into manhood. Uh, that symbolism creates a change of life. We need, at this time, in this country, certainly in the Eastern Cape, uh, that's that ritual of a change that will actually change our mindsets and think differently about who we are and who our neighbor is and what our future is like that we can shape ourselves. Mm. So, so that's what I want to say, the meaning of symbolism. The second thing I want to say is that many people raise important uh, uh, collateral issues that are not at the heart of the debate. It is true that there is a problem of land. It is true that there's a people uh, are, are living in poverty. It is true that we've had very poor and bad governance. Um, Nelson Mandela Bay is, is in fact the greatest example of a city that is badly governed and has been badly governed for too long. It is true there's a problem of corruption. But we are saying we're making a first step 
to say that it's about time we recognize the nature and the history of that place as a place of convergence, as a place of meeting uh, of, of languages and cultures and people, black, white, Khoi, San, Tosa, missionary. And the name Kabeha speaks to that. Also, I'm very delighted that the airport has been called David Stiermant, who was a chief who was in alliance with the Tosa chiefs and went and spent time in Robben Island before he was banished to Australia. So, so, so the, the, the time that we live in at the moment is that we need to really take seriously the call for nation building. I see this effort as a very, very important contributor mm. to, to, to making a change in the way things have been in so that we can never be the same again. Professor Pichana, let me thank you so much for your time this morning. He You're is welcome. the Professor Emeritus of Law at the University of, Sah- of South Africa. Christian, you have the last say on this particular issue. And, you know, you can also respond to some of the questions that were being asked by our listeners. Yeah. Thank you very much, Peter. I sure do want to respond on some of the questions, especially the one where it says that why do we have these colonial Afrikaans names and surnames? Now, what we need to understand, Kathy, and I will go from the known to the almost unknown. We start with Nelson Holishlashla Mandela. His name was never Nelson. But because of colonialist and missionary schools where people could not pronounce names, they give us names. Therefore, in South Africa, you would even find after that you'll get Oliver Reginald Tambo. Now, the first gentleman said he's a Zulu and I gave his Zulu name. And then you get Cyril Matumela Ramaphosa. You get Governor Mbeki, Walter Sasulu. I'm talking about most of our people that was the struggle heroes of this country. Now, where does that come from? You must remember that colonialism was based on the three Gs. Now, the three Gs is God, gold, and glory. Now, God represented the missionaries that came to our country. Remember, we were barbarians and we were savages. So for any barbarian or savage to become a human being, a civilized person, we start with your name. So these missionaries start with your name. You will see somebody in the Greek was called Adam, Cock, Bible name. You see Chief David, Stierman, David, Bible name. You see Sarah Bartman, um, Bible name. So that is the one G of the, of the, 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 the whole thing when it comes to colonialism. When it comes to gold, gold was for our gold, our minerals, our land, our rhino, horns, and our tusk of the elephant. That is the gold part. Then we come to the glory. We know that Africa never had borders. But I think, Kathy, I might be wrong, 1834, somewhere people decided that no, let's divide this continent and give uh, Germany. You can get that part there by um, now called Namibia. Um, you on the top and the north part, you can get France. You can get that down here. The Dutch and all the other elves can get the others. It is the glory that they have given themselves by dividing our country. So when it comes to the names, you must remember, as Proverbs said, the extent in which the Khoi and Sen people 
were actually abused in this country. Tabo and Betty put it so good in his I'm an African. We were, ex- we were actually murdered, killed men to the brink of extinction. Kathy, mm-hmm. these people through the three Gs, the colonialists, especially through colonialism, have changed our names. They can't pronounce the name, they give you a name. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Christian, let me thank you so much for coming onto the show today and for being part of this conversation. I know some of you are saying, Kathy, both your guests have been very one-sided, only representing a view. I promise you we will try our best to make sure that when we follow up, we will also get some of the dissenting voices on this matter who, in fact, don't believe that the name should be Kabecha. And I think to to a large extent, we have covered uh, some of those voices, but really good to get uh, some of the context and the history behind it. Christian Martin, he is uh, an activist. Let me thank you so much for coming on to the show. So in a moment, we'll be in conversation with the Acting Consumer Commissioner. Uh, this is at the National Consumer Council, and that's Tezi Mabuza. We're going to be talking about... Um, some of the issues that affect consumers. It's going to be World Consumer Rights Day soon. So let's just take a quick break.